here I am. Podcast is officially back. Um, it is just me today, and uh, it is just me basically driving home after work. Um, the reason I'm sitting in the car and doing this is quite frankly because I've just been absolutely flat out. Um, very, very, very busy. Um, as you know from the last podcast we did uh, a little while ago, we have, or Birdwood Guitars, has opened a shop um, in a little, uh, I suppose not so little, but in a, in a town called Katoomba in the, uh, in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, uh, which of course is here in Australia. And it has been uh, an incredible experience. Um, it has been exhausting. Um, I don't think I've ever worked so hard in my entire life, to be honest with you. Um, probably the, the most difficult, uh, difficult thing is managing, um, not a, well, I suppose managing a business which is solely independent, um, which is vastly different from the majority of many other music stores. Um, uh, we don't have uh, we don't have suppliers. Um, well, there's positives and negatives. Uh, we don't have suppliers. Um, that basically means that. Well, as I said, there's positives and negatives. So I suppose, let's look at the let's look at the at the positives first about not actually having suppliers. Uh, I looked into uh, a couple of suppliers when we first started out, and one of the questions that I was asked was what do you think your minimum order per month is going to be? How the hell am I going to know that? I don't know. I don't know. It's a startup business. It's a, it's a bricks and mortar store. You know, I'm ordering from people for the very first time. How the hell am I going to know how many, how many units of whatever product I'm going to be ordering the first month. I can hazard a guess, but I certainly... And that really put me off. I really, really put me off, the idea of having to answer to somebody. And the whole idea of opening this shop was so that I could actually be my own boss. I was, had enough of working for other people. And... Don't get me wrong, I've worked with some wonderful, wonderful people over, over the many years that I've, you know, my many years out in the workforce, but the whole idea of doing this was that uh, if I was going to answer to anybody, it would be me, me and the boss, which would be basically me and my wife. <laughs> so, um, not having, not, being an independent basically means that I, I am not answering to suppliers who are calling up saying, look, you need to put an order in, what's your minimum, what's your blah, blah, blah. Uh, what is the, what's the downside of that? So, realistically, the downside of it is that what it means that every single thing that's sitting on the wall in that shop, I have to make. I actually have to either make or I have to find uh, and repair and or do something different. Um, and something that really has come to the fore in the last couple of weeks is what I'm going to talk about today. Um, 
I know I started off with talking about suppliers and stuff like that, but I'm just trying to give you give you a little bit of an idea of the simple fact that we are a, a very, very, very independent little company. Little, well, not company, little store, basically. It's just me. Um, in Australia, it's called being a sole trader. Uh, that basically means that um, it, it really is just me. I don't have uh, I don't have employees as such. Um, uh, to be a sole trader, it literally means sole. It's it's just that's just little old me. So one of the things that has really started to stand out for me um, in the last couple of months, and it's always been something that I've that I've looked at, is I've always been very adamant about when I first started building cigar box guitars and I'll start with that Uh, in fact we'll go back past there we'll go back beyond that to where I started building electric guitars and um, and even before that when I when the initial dream was to actually open up a music store and that dream started in 2001 um, I I really wanted to open a music store and, and it's taken what 17 years basically for that dream to come true um so, one of the, the, the thing that really has stood out that whole time, and when I first started building the electric guitars and then the cigar box guitars, the idea was always to be, uh, to be a business, a proper business. Um, and the better I got, I looked at, you know, obviously the, the better my products were getting, um, uh, I would look at uh, making sure that I wasn't just building uh, just to pay for the next build. I was looking at building to uh, produce uh, one guitar. The price of one guitar basically had to pay for the next two guitars. And then it got to be, okay, well, I'm feeling a lot more confident. I'm, my builds are getting a lot stronger. They're a lot better. The price of, you know, uh, the price then becomes relative. And the idea is that for each guitar then I sell, the idea is then that it's paying for the next three guitars. In other words, I'm paying myself for my time, and uh, and this is something that I've always uh, been very adamant about uh, about talking to to you guys, the listener, about is um, you know there's obviously two different types of two different types of builder that we've discussed before. There is the pure hobby builder who basically will you know spend a lot of time building and a lot of effort building something and then basically just give it away. Well, they've got no idea of what they're doing, and they'll stick something that they've spent heart and soul, chuck it on it, chuck it on whichever uh, online store or market or whatever, and they sell it for nothing, right? And I, my argument about that is that a you're not you're not valuing what you're doing, and b it's affecting other builders. Let's look at it. You know, it's it, it does. It's affecting other builders. And uh, I met a bloke up here in, in the Blue Mountains when I first started out. And at the time, I was selling my uh, cigar box guitars at a relatively inexpensive price. And he was looking at them, and he was he was he was a little upset. And he said they're good. He said they're they're good guitars. He pointed out the things that he really liked. Uh, he was good enough to and kind enough to to very kindly offer some suggestions on things that he didn't like. Um, you know, or things that I could do better. And this is something I've always tried to push forward. Is is that you know, if you're going to if you're going to learn to build a guitar, learn to take criticism as well. But that's another story for another time. Um, we looked at pricing and and making sure that you know I'm 
you know, as I was developing, as I was getting better, that's when I started realizing that, yeah, I need to start charging more for my time. But all the way through, there was this other thought that I need to make sure that my product, uh, there's a face behind the product, there's a name behind the product, and it's always been Birdwood Guitars. Um, that's what we started as. And, you know, I don't just... Uh, don't just build the Cigarbox guitars now because we're looking also at, uh, at, at electric guitars uh, in the store where we'll be building our own electric guitars um, so that, we're, again, we're not dealing with suppliers. We're, we're either um, finding and repairing vintage guitars, uh, doing repairs for customers, but also now we're going to be building uh, our own ranges of, you know, our own range of guitars to have in shop, have in store at, you know, at different price points. Um, but branding, and branding is is the big thing. So there's, wow, there's there's so many different things to consider when you talk about branding. Um, the name of a product, and this is something that I suppose the reason I'm talking to you about it is be, the reason I'm talking to you about it is that I do and always have focused on my company, Birdwood Guitars, as a brand, uh, as and always trying to figure out ideas about marketing and what can I do, how can I market my product, how can I market my, you know, my, uh, my business uh, effectively. And I think generally I'm doing pretty well with social media. Um, I have ups and downs with Facebook. Uh, I have good times with Facebook, so Facebook and bad times with Facebook. I generally have... Uh, I've had an interesting time with Instagram. I, I do. I think I, of the two, Facebook or Instagram, I do prefer Instagram. I barely ever use Twitter, um, but all the while, while through, I'm always trying to push, uh, trying to push my brand. Uh, I look at um, companies out there, and we're going to keep it. I suppose we we'll keep talking about the cigar box gu- guitar side of things because there's another company out there that I look at consistently. I'm always watching what they're doing. I'm always looking at uh, the way they run their business and that's Lenny from and uh, and um, oh god his name's on the tip of my tongue and I, I, I'm so sorry I apologise for not remembering his name but the other gentleman who's part of Daddy Mojo and as regular listeners know I'm a huge fan of Daddy Mojo not just their products but also their the way the way they run their business, the the fact that you know that they have this wonderful, they're part of this wonderful enterprise over in Canada um, of mixed builders, basically who you know work to work together in their own ways to um, to produce their their own individual products, but they've they've got each other to back each other up. But I love what he what what the guys do with Daddy Mojo, and one of the things that really stands stands out for Daddy Mojo is their brand. They're a business. They're actually, although they're very, it's, a, it's a relatively small business by, you know, the scale of things here, if you're comparing, you know, you know the big guns like Fender and, and Gibson and, you know, all of those guys, it's still a relatively small, uh, small business uh, from what I can see. But their branding has always been very, very good. It's always been very recognisable. Uh, the, the thing that worked for them which I really love is the fact that they have their own boxes. They actually build their own boxes now. They don't actually use cigar boxes, um, you know. So technically, they're not. I suppose they're not cigar box guitars. They're actually, you know, they're box guitars. If you want to get technical, and I frankly just don't 
don't care. I couldn't care less about any of that. Uh, I know that there are listeners out there who might be jumping up and down now saying, you know, a cigar box guitar has to be made just from a cigar box. But quite frankly, I don't give a crap. I'm going to put that bluntly. It's 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 the vibe of the instrument for me. You know, it, you can have a cigar box guitar. I don't just use cigar boxes. I use boxes myself. I'll use, uh, I, I'll build my own boxes. I they, they all kind of come under that, I suppose that CBG kind of image and and and, and vibe. So for me, that's that's that thing. But that's by and by. But Daddy Mojo do a wonderful job of. Uh, of branding their products and uh, this isn't an advertisement for Daddy Mojo it's just simply saying um, if you haven't gone and checked out what they're doing go, and you are interested in actually running a business and, do, and running your you know cigar box guitar business or guitar business uh, you know or pedal business too because obviously you know uh, for those people who follow me you know that I'm really into uh, developing, developing a pedal line uh, of effect pedals not just for you know electric guitars but also for cigar box guitars I, again I don't see the difference they're both stringed instruments they're both guitars to me so you know I, I've, I'm also looking at you know at um, I'm also looking at you know uh, building hopefully in the in the near future starting to build some amplifiers solid state amplifiers as well so uh, yes I know it's a tube amp fiends you know just relax take it easy it's you know I love tube amps too but I actually in, in many ways I prefer solid state amplifiers it's just me don't blame me <laughs> um, you know if you look at effect pedals many effect pedals are not tube are they they're, they're solid state they're, they're transistor based or you know uh, god forbid chip based um, so anyway uh other companies that come to mind, obviously, are if you think about Leo Fender when he first started out, he was pushing the Fender, the Fender, 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 Fender amplifiers, Fender guitars. You know, it's it's all about finding that name. And there's some really fantastic names uh, names out there that I've seen. Um, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the cigar box guitar world, Shane Spiel has done a wonderful job of, of creating, you know, in creating, the, you know, Shane Spiel, not just as, as a fantastic performer uh, and as a wonderful, you know, uh, YouTube, Facebook personality, but, it, but his guitars are, you know, they have a look all their own. I think he's done really, really well at doing that. Um, and we're hoping in the ne- in the next you know in the next couple of, next few weeks hopefully to be able to talk to Shane uh, directly about what he's been doing and his and his book that's coming out. So big plug for the book uh, October uh, I think October eight or eighteenth I think that n- name's ringing a bell. But keep an eye out on that on social media for Shane Spiel's new book. Uh, hoping to uh, chat with him very soon about that. Um, Obviously, builders such as you know MRWS, uh, CB Giddy, uh, the parts suppliers have uh, doing a wonderful job. Uh, Michael Breedlove from MGB, all those three guys, you know, three companies are doing a fantastic job. And it, for, again, it's got to come down to having uh, a very strong um, brand and creating a brand. So, how do you go about creating a brand? Well, the first thing is basically come up with a logo come up with something that you can actually easily stick on a headstock and that is where I am failing at the moment. Um, I've got to kick myself in the backside and get things organised properly to say, okay, I need a proper brand for my headstocks and my instruments because I, I don't do it. Um, you know, I, I, I can blame myself and say... Yeah, I'm building so fast, I'm building so many, it's very difficult, you have to stop, you have to wait. No, I have to start thinking about how can I get the brand onto the instrument. Um, 
uh, a wonderful cigar box guitar builder friend of mine um, here in Australia, Nigel McTrustery. Please go and check out Nigel McTrustery, um, Cigar Box Guitars Australia. Um, Nigel McTrustery has uh, basically built a, a branding iron. He made a branding iron or had one made and he brands his, his instruments. They're all branded. Uh, Hanley Cigar Box Guitars is another one uh, that, that, that I know. Uh, he's, I think he's got a brand as well on his. Um, I'm lacking, you know, in in creating that brand recognition because imagine some and I'm saying this because imagine someone picks up a cigar box guitar at someone's house and says oh wow that is an absolutely fantastic thing uh, or sees one in the street sees one in a shop window got to have the name on the headstock it's like Fender Fender wouldn't you Fender would wouldn't ever put out a guitar that didn't have a name on the headstock Gibson wouldn't you know Jackson wouldn't whoever everyone puts a name on a headstock so put your name on a headstock I've got to put my name on the headstock well, not my name, but my business name. Um, obviously, that's an important thing. Uh, having a website, getting a website up and running, whether it's a website, a commerce-based website, such as mine at, at uh, birdwoodguitars.com uh, or any of the .coms, .nets, any of, those, um, any of those websites where they're set up for cash payments or for PayPal payments or whatever, um, credit card payments, any of those kind of things where you're paying $30, $40 a month you know, get that brand recognition happening out there. Uh, I've just been contacted by uh, a website, people who help with websites. So I've got to look at making, seeing how do I get my name, how do I get Birdwood Guitars to be at the top of, you know, a cigar box guitar query list when someone goes onto Google or onto Yahoo or whatever. Um, you know, these are different things. But getting a brand out there, again, uh, is... Uh, I think this is my next step. Uh, we've got the shop up and running. People are talking. Uh, I'm getting word of mouth customers. People coming in, and that's been happening for a few years now. I've got people phoning me saying, "Look, you made a guitar for a friend of mine. Can you come at you know? Can you do that? Can you do this?" Um, but yeah, it it is about you know making some business cards. You can make business cards really really cheaply. Um, I've gone through 250 business cards in the last four weeks. Uh, so it is a case of just handing those business cards out. I leave leave the business cards with local businesses who I'm friends with, uh, or who are happy to you know happy to have it there, ha- have the, the cards on their counter. Um, you know, making flyers if you especially for your local area. Um, but obviously, I'm at a stage where you know I'm opening a shop. Many people, many people who have their own you know uh, solo business. Um, uh, whether it's a backyard business, quiet business, you know, hush hush, um, you know, only for cash or only for friends, that kind of thing. Um, start looking at markets and things like that. Get your name out in your local community. Get your brand out in the local community so people recognise that brand and try and make it something that's relatively easy to remember. Um, and the other thing is, I suppose, when it comes to creating your your brand. I always worry about the font that I see. I saw um, uh, a ute today that had a, a name of a business, and I was right behind it. Uh, a ute is a utility. It's a, a pickup, in other words. Sorry, guys, uh, for our non-Australian listeners. Um, it was a pickup truck. Um, 
they had the name of the business on the back of the truck, but for the life of me, I couldn't read it. It was it was done in some filigree style of font that was so so difficult to to, to read. Um, so look, that's it. That's that's the thing I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I just wanted to talk about branding, and I wanted to talk about you guys maybe looking at getting some brand recognition out there for products that you're spending a lot of time making uh, and putting a lot of effort into making. And it would be a shame for you know people not to remember your name uh, or the name of your business. So that's it. That's the Cigar Box Guitar Podcast. <laughs> Look at that! I messed up. It's the handcrafted guitar builder. Not the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast. Sorry, my apologies. That's, you can see how long it's been since I actually did uh, did do a podcast. But um, that's basically it. It's it's. I hope that's helped uh, in some way. Please leave messages uh, if you have any messages, or if you need to contact me, you can contact me at uh, birdwooddoctors at gmail uh, You can contact me on the Facebook group. Uh, you can contact me through, um, even if you go to the, our YouTube channel, Birdwood Guitars and CBG's U, uh, YouTube channel, uh, if you're seeing any of the pictures there. I am going to be doing a lesson very soon on building a shovel guitar um, because I'm seeing some shovel guitars being built out there that are not very good and are not structurally sound. So I'm going to try and save you guys some headaches. Uh, so if you're interested in seeing something like that, keep an eye out on the YouTube channel, Birdwood Guitars and CBG's, and subscribe. Uh, and if you've listened to this for the first time, please, uh, if you're happy with what you've heard, go back and have a listen to, listen to the other episodes. We have some very cool interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're just getting them, uh, getting them organised. And uh, this is Adam from the Handcrafted Guitar Builder saying thank you for listening. And uh, we'll check you next time. Bye.